0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and it's so fun week after week to bring you relevant topics that support the goal of equipping you as fathers to dial into your daughter's hearts. And again, I love that you dads tell me that these principles apply to most relationships in your life, whether it's with your sons, with your spouses, with coworkers. And dads, I'm glad you're here. Daughters, I'm glad you're here. As always, I love to begin by giving you the template that's going to guide the conversation today, which is simply, on your mark, get set, go. Picture yourselves dads standing side-by-side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach. On your mark is always the theme or the topic each week. Get set. I fill that in with stories and stats, and go is always your action step so that you can put this theme, this concept, this truth into action this week. Well, on your mark for this week is called Capitalizing on Car Ride Conversations. How's that for a mouthful? Well, I'm really excited, honestly, to be talking about this topic, and I want to tell you how it organically emerged a couple years ago in one of the ABBA project groups that I had. So I'm sitting there with a group of dads, about a dozen of them, that have daughters in their teens or their 20s, and we started talking about the power of conversations, times of connecting, When dads are in the car with their daughters and it had come up year after year, you know, this started uh, the ABBA project back in January of 2010. And yet what blew me away on this particular night was how there was this collective sigh, I guess you could say, or collective wisdom among these dads as they all begin to say something almost miraculous seems to happen when we're in the car with our daughters there's more tears there's more honesty there's more vulnerability and I really was struck by this, and I asked one of them, can you write something on this topic? And I'm really looking forward today to sharing with you some of Scott's wisdom because it's super insightful, and he has four daughters, so obviously he's got a finger on the pulse of all things female and really has some great insights that I believe you're going to love. I'm also going to be giving you some insights from daughters from their side of the car, I guess you could say, on what it's been like for them to have connections with their dads in the car. So today, capitalizing on car ride conversations is a really fun, engaging topic that I believe you dads are going to love. So I thought I'd start by opening up what I'll call the Watson family photo album as I walk down memory lane and just want to tell you about a favorite childhood memory that I have with my dad of being in the car. So this goes all the way back to the mid to late 1960s. I was about five or six, I think, when we started this tradition. But it's where my dad would pack up the car with me and my sister two years younger, and we would head up the road from Corta California, in our Buick station wagon, which means, of course, we had no seatbelts on back in the day. Oh, yes, I'm that old. And down the freeway, we would go heading to Petaluma, a couple hour drive away, And what we would do is we would walk through a Christmas tree lot and spend, oh, my dad said, we've talked about this this week, about traipsing around there for about an hour to look for the perfect Christmas tree that we would tag in preparation to come the next month and then cut it down. So it was a super fun tradition that my dad would do with me and my sister, Jenny. And so we'd usually stop for hot chocolate. We'd get marshmallows in it there on the tree lot. That was kind of the tradition where they would warm everybody up. And then on the way home, it was always fun because we would stop at McDonald's. We would get a hamburger and French fries, maybe even an ice cream cone. And there was this tradition that we did year after year. But the part that I wanted to highlight is what we would do in the car. And I have such fond memories of singing song after song after song. And they would be things like I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus to Jingle Bells. My dad even was telling me some cattle call song or something that I don't even remember. But I love the fact that it was a time of engaging and fun. And I think a lot of dads with younger daughters know that they're not going to maybe have deep conversations in the car. But I think setting a groundwork, dads, of having music be a theme of connection in the car, you're going to hear that woven throughout this entire conversation today. But I believe that it builds a foundation as you're there singing songs, turning on the radio. You, as a dad, are letting her, your daughter, tell you which songs she likes. So that later when she's older, it has set a foundation of connecting in the car to have what I call deeper conversations. Let me tell you another reason that I really love this concept of capitalizing on car ride conversations is you've heard me talk before about the research that confirms that women tend to speak to each other and bond with each other by being face to face, right? We read the cues, facial cues. Whereas men, according to the research, tend to relate better when they're shoulder to shoulder. It's called shoulder orientation. I know, kind of psychobabbly, but there you go. So as you think about being in the car with your daughter, actually, I think this works in your favor, men, and to your advantage because of the fact that you don't have to look at your daughter's face, but there's this shoulder to shoulder orientation, So the important thing to note is that when you as a dad are in the car with your girl, you're either driving her somewhere, right? Or you're in the passenger seat and she's behind the wheel. But either way, why not start being strategic about capitalizing on that time in the car to connect with your daughter's heart? Seems like a win-win, right? So you're going somewhere in the car with a clear destination or a goal in mind and simultaneously, you're going somewhere in the conversation with a clear destination and a goal in mind, which is to bond, to connect, to reach your daughter's heart. So in preparation for this topic today, as I just said earlier, I reached out to former ABBA Project graduates, dads that have done that nine-month group with me, and I've also talked to daughters in their teens and 20s and asked them to give me more insight on the power of of conversations and connecting time in the car. Well, here's what I wrote in the email to a bunch of dads. I just said, the reason I'm writing you is that I remember we had this powerful and enlightening conversation in the ABBA project. And do you remember the conversation? And can you give me more insight into what works in the car for you as a dad what tell me some stories where you've had positive car connections and conversations and then i even asked do you have any theories which is my fancy way of saying you have an opinion about why the car seems to enhance dialogue and foster more openness from your daughter than being in other places with you so as i said earlier i want to tell you first about scott steiner he's the first dad in a group that really said i want to write about this because i have such vast experience with four daughters who he says now are ages 23, 20, 16, and 12. How's that for a breath of wisdom from this dad? And he said, connecting with my daughters has been challenging for all four. But he said, over my years as a dad, I came to realize several truths. So number one, he said, first, I completely own the responsibility to connect. I am the dad, the parent. I am her first love. And I cannot wait for them to come to me. I own making the first, second, third steps and on and on. So I love that. He's thinking, I've got to take the initiative to engage my daughters in whatever way that I do that. It's on me. Secondly, he said, my daughters want and need to be pursued. I really believe that my daughter's core need is a desire to be beautiful, wanted, to be seen, to be respected for who she is and to be wanted and desired. If I am not the one to show her what pure desire is, then the world is more than happy to take my place. Isn't that good? Oh, Scott, such wisdom. Third, he said, I must be purposeful in my pursuit of her heart. There are so many things, some good and some healthy, but then others that are rotten destruction that are vying for my daughter's attention. And if I am not actively making steps towards her, the sad truth is, She will find someone or something that will pursue her. He went on to say, with those truths that I believe, and certainly there are others as well, I sought out a way to keep open connection with all my girls. I needed a way to open communication and allow for all of them to feel safe, seen, and have a platform to share some of the hard things that they were going through and continue to go through. He said, but how to find that opportunity seemed very difficult and very challenging because they're each so different and their needs specifically are tailored to each one of them and as varied as can be for each one of them. But now here's the cool part. He said, I found a way and it came to me by accident. When my youngest daughter was a young girl, I began talking with her in the car when I would take her on drives in my Jeep especially during the summer months when I could take the top off and the doors off and we would go on drives late at night into the hills of Beaverton, Oregon, and then make a big loop around Portland and back to our home. Now, I have to laugh at that because most moms would probably say if they were in the car, don't take the doors off. Again, research shows dads often expose their children to more risk and adventure. So there you go. Scott's admitting it. But there there we have it in, in plain writing. Scott went on to say, we would listen to heavy metal music. And then he said, as if there's any other kind of music, we would sing songs together and have a great time connecting. So see, again, when daughters are young, I see a theme from both sides of the car that daughters and dads bond through music. Scott went on to say, it became just one of the things that we did on a regular basis. And soon my second daughter wanted to go with us. Sometimes it was three of us, and sometimes it was just the two of us. I also noticed that my second daughter began asking if we could go on drives together. She was seeing the connection taking place and wanted it too. Thankfully, I have a wonderfully perceptive wife, and she helped me recognize what my second daughter was asking for. And thankfully, I was open to her observations and began initiating drives with my second as well. Then he said something remarkable began to happen as we continued to make drives together. They began to share their lives with me. They began to tell me about those deep personal fears they had, about the challenging relationship issues that they were going through, even about their insecurities. They began to open up their lives to me in a vulnerable way that I had not anticipated and frankly scared me many times. Okay, dads, if you ever feel that way, you're not alone. He said there were many conversations that the safety and security of sitting side by side rather than across a table from each other was a huge blessing. I have a buffer space to process some of what they shared. It gave me the time, he said, to think of my response, and it offered me many opportunities to quietly pray that God would provide me with his guidance as I shepherded my daughters through some hard waters. So he began to call this drive time. And he said, I think our drive time was a unique experience for some pretty cool reasons. Number one, it offered a different environment for us to communicate in. It was not in our home or in their room, at a coffee shop or at another place that felt less safe or in public. And number two, Scott said it also offered a breaking down of the barriers that can stop communication and communicate shame. Wow, I was so taken aback by his insight there, but it resonates with me. Scott said, because our body language was restricted and our faces were looking straight ahead, we could at times navigate some really uncomfortable subjects in a more controlled environment. I see these times as a gift from God to me and my daughters that are intimately ours. We have never included my wife in these drives, and I never will. He said these are precious times between a dad and his daughter's. He went on to say, I told you he was deep and wise, and I'm so thankful that he took the time to write this out so that I could share it here with you today from his heart to yours. He said, after so many years of developing this practice with my daughters, they have come to depend on this time where we can connect. So much so that recently my oldest daughter, right, who's 23, approached me and commented, hey, dad, we haven't had a late night drive for some time. Let's do one soon. Now, see, this dad has learned to decode this because he said what this means now is, Hey, Dad, I miss you, and I have something I need to share with you. Can you make some time for us to get together so I can invite you into my life? And he said the answer still is yes. And he put that all in caps with about six exclamation points. He said drive times have been and continue to be very powerful in the way that I relate to my daughter's. I've continued this practice with my younger two daughters as well. And though my relationship with each of my girls is very different and specifically unique, they all open up during our drives. I anticipate that even when all of my daughters are grown adults and living their lives, they will still occasionally ask me to schedule some drive time. Oh my goodness. I mean, I could stop here, couldn't I? But I love the way that Scott is saying, I go into those times with a strategy in mind to connect with them on whatever's going on in their lives. And that's why I called today Capitalizing on Car Ride Conversations, because that idea of capitalizing on time means that you as a dad have a goal in mind, which is to engage her in whatever is going on in their lives. Okay, here's another story. This is what Hector had to say. This just happened. I love it that this was a fresh way to weigh in on this concept of drive times. He said, I've got a U-Haul 12-hour drive to move my daughter to California this week as she launches the next phase of her life. I've already removed out of his ABBA project notebook. So here's the strategy here, dads. He said, I got the the binder out, and I've been brushing up on the I'm Wondering tool. And you guys have heard me talk about that tool The question to learn tool, I have that also that I've addressed here. You can always go right to my website, drmichellewatson.com and listen to past Dad Whisperer shows. You can go to iTunes always and listen on the Dad Whisperer because I've talked about all of these because I want you as dads around the nation, around the world to be equipped just like the men that meet with me once a month in the Abba Project. But he said, I got out these handouts so that I was ready to go during that 12-hour drive with my daughter to engage her heart. Oh, I love this. Okay, here's what another dad had to say. This dad is named Lewis. All these guys gave me permission to share their stories. He said, my girl has transitioned now to driving most of the time, whereas before he said it was always me being her taxi driver. And he said, even though no longer being a taxi driver has freed up considerable time for me, I miss those conversations terribly and wish I could go back some days. Oh, I love that. So for you as dads that may think it's a pain to have to drive your daughter here and there, because there's so much anymore, right? Between school commitments, sports commitments, maybe church commitments, sometimes you are the taxi driver. And if you only see it that way, you won't capitalize on that time in the car to actually connect. So I love how Lewis said, when I was her taxi, the conversations seemed to happen more organically than they do now. Back then... We were just going someplace, and it was going to take about 15 to 30 minutes to get there. Plus, we would have several trips a week. So the conversation seemed to happen more naturally. He said, I was very purposeful, typically, and had memorized several of my ABBA project questions so that I could casually drop them into the conversation. Don't you love that? It's like he had to make it look like he wasn't planning it, but he had planned. He had strategically prepared for those conversations. And he said about a half to two-thirds of the time, they would turn into a deeper and more meaningful conversation. So look at how dad after dad has said, when I really think strategically about using that time in the car with my daughter, we have amazing conversations. Now I want to read you, again, a very insightful read from Derek, and here's what he had to say. He said, the experience is pretty good generally, but it can vary in the car based on the complexity of the topic. He said, generally, the experience is good overall, but the environment is so controlled that it is easier typically to have a conversation and dialogue on various issues. But he said, I recall a conversation this past summer when driving to Hood River, Oregon, which is in our beautiful Columbia Gorge, but he said, my daughter and I got into politics, and it ended up being too difficult to have that car ride conversation due to the lack of eye contact and reading facial gestures. So he's saying, wow, sometimes the topic may have to be you know, shelved for a while because it's it's maybe not as conducive to being in the car. And I think the other thing that none of the dads actually brought up that I want to bring up is that dad... I would encourage you to set a precedence of car ride conversations and connection time not being where you lecture her or confront her. Like where the wall goes up and she's already prepared to buffer whatever you're going to say to her because she knows, oh, this is where my dad gets mad. This is where he confronts me or disciplines me. If you consistently do that somewhere else, maybe at home, rather than in the car, you can really strategically think, I want the car to be a safe place and a a place where we really do go deeper into the ways that we connect. So here's another thing that Derek had to say. He said, I think the real secret sauce in the car provides a great platform for vulnerable discussions that may not otherwise be, had they been somewhere else. And he said, because the parent is in a listening mode, And may need to be in some prompting mode, but overall, we as dads are engaged when we're in the car because we're not distracted. He said, so it's not necessarily a platform to have a discussion that would be better served somewhere else. I love that. Okay, well now before we, I should say, land the plane, but I guess I should say get the car to our destination. I want you to hear from some daughters who have talked about car ride connections with their dads. Here's what Taylor, who was 17, had to say. She said, my dad and I started taking car rides when I was only two weeks old. It was the way that I could calm down. And she said, my dad, all through my life, even up till now, we do car rides where my dad would crank up the music when I was a little girl and we would sing songs together like Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna, Fergalicious and Glamorous by Fergie. Okay, come on. There's no way that dad would have listened to those songs if it wasn't for his daughter. So How fun is that that she's saying? My dad listened to music that he knew I would like as a way to connect with me. Here's what Gabby had to say. She's 20 years old, and her dad texted her and said, Hey, hon, tell me about times in the car where we've connected. And here's what she wrote to her dad I always loved the car rides on our way to school. I'd make up a song out of the newspaper and we'd talk about how awesome I am. Isn't that hilarious? And how my day will be amazing. See, dad was telling her. I'm here for you. I'm praying for your day. You're going to have an amazing day. And he told me later that she was bullied a lot in junior high. So his goal on the way to school would be to make her laugh. Again, strategic moves on the part of dad. Way to go. Gabby went on to say to her dad, sometimes you'd even dedicate songs to me on the way to school. And no matter how crappy school was, the car rides with you were my highlight. Way to go, dad. Here's what Anna, who's 28, had to say. She said, my dad always did karaoke in the car with us when we were kids, and he'd always put his, quote, dad twist on the lyrics, which were always hysterical. He made road trips fun, or even just runs to the mall were fun. He was always a comedian. And again, I heard daughter after daughter tell me, and I don't even have time to read them all, that their dad would come up with funny ways to make a song you know, either hysterical for them, changing out lyrics. I mean, my friend Summer here at the radio station said her dad would change the lyrics to shout by tears for fears. Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the things that make my hair fall out, which wasn't the original lyrics. But again, his goal was to engage his daughter through laughter. I love that. So fun. So, Before, again, we get to the go step, I wanted you to hear from both dads and daughters about the power of car ride connections. So you know that I always end with a go step. And today I wanted to end by giving insight from Dr. Joe Martin. He's the founder of Real Men Connect. And when I interviewed him not too long ago about how he strategically plans conversations in the car with his daughter, you can even go to a website, realmenconnect.com, where he gives a whole free PDF on a whole alphabetized way of asking great questions. But here's his grid of what he uses in the car with his daughter when he picks her up from school. And it's just the acrostic glad. I told him I thought the word was goal rather than glad, so he even added in a couple O-steps but G, what was good about your day? What was good about your day? Isn't that great? Good is the G. L, what did you learn today? So if she's in school, you could say, what did you learn at school? If she has a job, what did you learn today at work? But I love that. He wants to hear what she learned. A, what made or got you angry today? Right? Angry. And D, what drama? happened at school today, right? That is a that is totally a Venusian question. You would never ask a guy that probably, but what drama happened? Which means he's implying that he knows it did. He just wants her to tell him about it. And he said for his son, the way that he adapts that D word is what tough decision did you have to make today? Whether at school or at work, it's not great. So let me repeat those. What was good about your day? G-L-A-D. What was good about your day? What did you learn today? A What made or got you angry today? And D, what drama happened at school today? Or what tough decision did you make? And when he added in an O, he said, I kind of like your goal idea, Michelle. He said, "Oh, what made you overwhelmed today? Or what opportunity do you think you missed today? See, dads, if you have those questions in mind, you can then strategically capitalize on your time in the car with your daughter and your son. So let me repeat that O. What made you feel overwhelmed today, or what opportunity do you think you missed today? Well, Today on Your Mark has been capitalizing on car ride conversations. I've given you stories from dads and daughters about the way that they make the best use of time in the car. Dads, I would encourage you to not only know her music, enjoy her music, get her laughing, but use that time to ask a couple questions to go deeper in her heart space to find out what's really going on in her life. Well, as always, you can write me at dr Michelle at the com or go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, where you can find more resources. It's been a joy to be with you here today, and dads get out there intentionally and consistently pursue your daughter's heart today. Go dads.